What's happening, peeps? You're listening to another episode of What in the World podcast, where we discuss all things future, present, and past in the sport of whirly ball. I'm Steve Vogt, along with Mark Mills, a.k.a. Cramier Slim. Hello. And Mr. Noah Aaron. How we doing? Exhausted. It's been, yeah. a, it's been a long week. We just finished uh, our effectively first practice for the B team, and yeah, I'm pooped. I watched, so I'm not as exhausted. Yeah. Uh, without divulging too much, Mark, you got any uh, tips or pointers? What did you see out there? Some good whirly ball playing. And also... Some bad whirly <laughs> ball playing. <laughs> <laughs> I think we pretty much covered the gamut there. And what is uh, your recommended remedy for that? Some More good <laughs> whirly ball playing. <laughs> uh... Yeah, it was... I'm not going to put in my two cents on a, how to B-teams play better, so... No, it's no. definitely... It was tiring. I, I was in a bit of a dog uh, in the beginning, and... Whew, yeah, you worked that working thing. that car. Yeah, it was good. And, thing, and yeah. the way you know it was a, uh, a really bad car is that in the second half, the other team chose to switch it out. Yeah. Oh, actually, so while you were in that car, uh, there was a party on the other court, and there was a bunch of bystanders, as you guys may have noticed. Uh, and they came over and asked me, uh, so is there some sort of advantage of trying to move your car like you're rowing a boat? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was just like, uh, it's a dead car, so he's just trying to get momentum to go. <laughs> They're like, oh, okay. And like, they're just com- commenting also, on how much yes. you guys were like just working, it. working the cars, yeah. So, yeah, for anybody who's never done that, it's it's tough. Especially, I mean, and you don't get as much of an advantage in Seattle as you do in like Michigan or or, or Hearst, um, because of the uh, uh, the brain cars. But you know, if a car's not accelerating, you got to do some work. Well, quite honestly, as far as the boat rowing technique. I think the reason why I even started doing that is I saw Jeremy Bennett doing that and, you know, he's a great player and stuff. So I was like, well, I just emulate that part of my game after him. It seems to work, like you said, particularly maybe not the best with these cars, but some of the out-of-state cars for sure. It just, it helps me with momentum a bit. Yeah, I mean, you see all the tricks that those guys have. Obviously, Darby kind of set the standard for working a car. But, uh, you know, they pick up all that stuff from Clint and... uh, Jeremy and, and you know our guys as well. Uh, um, uh, John Weber John, uh, yeah. really works. Uh, you know he throws his body around and turns. And at first I just thought it was silly looking. And why is he doing that? Because it didn't seem really coordinated. And uh, as I, I don't know. Now, now I'm just impressed by all the little things he does to eke out uh, just a little more performance. Yeah, when I first started playing, we uh, referred to him as the bobsledder. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just because the way he moves his body with the car and stuff. But, uh, yeah, as I've gotten to play more through the years, I've realized that he's just a really good driver and yeah. he can just manipulate his body to that car and make it move. Like a transformer. Yeah. Body more, and car become one. More than me, CI. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, tough to tell. It's, I mean, you, you, it looks like a dance, right? It, uh, it's tough to tell where the car stops and the body begins. <laughs> The whirly dance. The whirly dance. The whirly bug, as it's called. Yeah. So seductive. <laughs> so Seattle just wrapped up its regular, yeah, intermediate leagues uh, with playoffs this past week. Congratulations 
Hashtag, hashtag. Hashtag, hashtag. They did a really good job, and congrats to the runner-up, Roadkill. I mean, they lost, which sucks, but they've they, come they a long way. Good. You know, it's kind of impressive to, to see how far that team has come. So this is a – their story really inspires me, right? It's a bunch of guys who played, I don't know, maybe 20 years ago or something, and they, they didn't have a chance to get into it, so they said, okay – our lives are getting in the way, but we want to come back and, uh, and play this when we get a chance. And now, something like 15, 20 years later, uh, here they are, the five of them. Uh, they're back, uh, and they're playing. Um, and it's really cool. And so they, you know, started playing in leagues and beginner leagues, and they started uh, videotaping themselves and critiquing themselves on video and just improving slowly over time. They played for a couple of years. They played D and C. Uh, now at Nationals once, and um, uh, to see them almost win the championship of the of the upper intermediate leagues for us, it's just they've come a really long way. It's really impressive, and they've done it through just putting more time in than anybody else. A lot of video review and a lot of slow learning. They literally, after every game during league, between breaks, they'll watch and critique their play on the laptop every week. It yeah. really is inspiring for people who are looking to get better we we all should be doing that quite honestly yeah i'm lazy yeah the only reason why they're uh i mean literally the only reason why they're competitive at the level they are is because they do it they, they would be you know still in beginner leagues if, if if otherwise so yeah kudos to them congratulations roadkill we're all proud of you and then tomorrow we have the advanced playoffs uh, monday yeah it's gonna be great it's gonna it's gonna be great Good luck, Noah, to you and your team. I don't think I have a team. So I was on Brian Crosby's team, but I think Brian got so frustrated playing on the team that he switched to a different team. So I'm not really sure what team I have. All the more luck to you, sir. Yeah. <laughs> so I will take your luck, I think... and I will play my quick two games and exit early. <laughs> They're also doing a... Unbeatables. Unbeatables team, yeah. So so maybe I could get some more games on Unbeatables. Yeah. <laughs> Just play double dip on the Unbeatables in your team. No, like, what is an Unbeatables be. team? So an Unbeatables team, so we've got uh, five teams in the in the tournament tomorrow, and the brackets work out a lot better if we have six teams. So we're going to create a fake sixth team based on volunteers of really good players. In the past, it was players who are from a division up coming down to be the, the unbeatable team. So they're really tough to beat. On the schedule, it's just a game you play. It counts as the unbeatables team automatically forfeits. So if you're playing unbeatables, it's an automatic win for your team. But you get to try your skills against a team that is designed to beat the snot out of you. Now, I don't know how it works at the top levels. I think it's just full of substitutes because it's tough to get. You know, I, I mean, James Gill is playing tomorrow night, but it's tough to get five guys who... You put James Gill with four people from, from that upper division, he's going to have a fair chance to win any game. Um, we need a bat signal to Driscoll and the other four Driscolls. Yeah, <laughs> we need the Driscolls. <laughs> to, to Sounds Driscoll. like an 80s pop band or something. The Driscolls <laughs> and the other four Driscolls. <laughs> uh, yeah, if they were here, they would be the Unbeatables team. Good times. Yeah. Should be good, and then... Once we're done with that, then we get back right into another league season where we start playing with our Nationals teams. Yeah, um, which means we're going to have a logistical challenge 
um, broadcasting, because we'll be we playing may, at times. Yeah, we may do some little, you know, live streams here and there for like a minute or two, just to check say hello in, to everyone, yeah. check in with everybody, but... Yeah, we can't be giving away uh, Seattle Whirly Ball secrets, can we? Well, I mean, even... Secrets. Even... even <laughs> uh, I mean, even if we did, it's just logistically challenging with the three of us on the court at various times to... Secrets. To... Well, quite honestly, I've told people, it's like, I don't care if you know who my team is. Uh, you can game plan, I guess, you know, if you know that information. But at the end of the day, it's really which team executes their game plan better um secrets <laughs> mark making an asmr podcast <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so uh and then how long are we going to be doing that it, so april may june just for, for the next ten, four months three and a half well four they, months? it's it's like a 10 week i mean like a normal 10 week season but there's memorial day in there and then there's probably something else so i think it's 10 week season um and then, yeah, ends ends a week or two before nationals. Speaking of nationals, update: we have elected a hotel, uh, so make sure you get your reservations. It is the it's one of the Hiltons. I apologize, there are a lot of those. I know. Look but, on the Facebook. Yeah, page. look on the Facebook or ask somebody if you, you you're do not you know on if the Facebook. In Edmonds or somewhere yeah. nearby. it's, it's right off. It's right off the Linwood. It's the Linwood exit, right off. I don't know. Right off the FF. Yeah. It's like ten minutes away. Yeah, it's pretty nice, and the price range is either 165 or 185 a night, and you can have between one to four people in a room. That's what I'm told. So. And I was checking VRBO actually yesterday, and there are a couple of there are a couple of houses that are that are going up if you're into that sort of thing. Yeah, I've sent out some links to a few airbnb as well to some people out there looking so um let us know either way if you're getting a house let us know where it's at uh or if you know if you decide to go a different around the hotel let us know we'll let you know if it's in a good bad or mediocre neighborhood and yeah yeah we're getting well we've got i mean thinking of it in terms of like there's three or four months away Feels like it's right around the corner. I'm excited for it now. Got to meter that uh, that excitement out, otherwise I'll overdo <laughs> it and be like bored of it. Yeah, we don't want you to overdose on excitement. Yeah, it, it still is pretty far out there. All right. Well, get your hotel tickets now. Yeah. Or tickets? Do you get tickets for a hotel? How do hotels work, Steve? Tickets. I don't know. I'm only good at reserving <laughs> terrible Airbnbs. So <laughs> secrets. <laughs> <laughs> But speaking of secrets, we're going to find out a couple from... Yeah. Everybody's favorite city. <laughs> Fuck Cleveland. <laughs> uh, yeah, from Cleveland. The city of brotherly love. That's Philadelphia. Was I close? <laughs> <laughs> I want to say yes, but it couldn't be more no. Does Cleveland have brotherly love, though? Uh, Not since get, LeBron left. You know, funny enough, I think we'll get the opportunity to ask that as well. With our next person. Yeah. All right, so we have our next guest who's actually been trying to get on the show for quite some time. Uh, for the better part of two months, schedules have just been colliding. Um, We're busy people. We are. <laughs> uh, he is 
one of the newer players in Whirly Ball, but he's actually really, really good. I enjoy playing against him. Uh, one of the tallest motherfuckers I know. And one of the nicest, like I said. He is Jared Dobies out of Cleveland, Ohio. What's going on, guys? What's up? Hey. Hello. I guess so technically it's not Cleveland, right? Where, where are you based out of? Nice. Yeah, Steve is familiar. Yes. <laughs> you know, when, 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 they, when you guys talked about that, I never knew about the story. Uh, <laughs> I was like, what the hell? Well, I guess I should have like gotten contact with you or uh, Anthony or you know somebody down there to get like an idea of like if the neighborhood I was choosing was a good one, and if it had air conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, I didn't know about that story. When I first saw, heard about it, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> we should have had you scout the area first for us. Yeah, that's a similar reaction to uh, a number of us who showed up <laughs> to that location. Steve, what did you do? What the fuck? I just wanted to make a memory, a really good memory. So I chose the crappiest place that I could find. But it turned out great. I just wish I would have gotten some more photos so people would have a better idea of the, uh, no. you know, no? We should do like an artist's uh, rendition. Yeah. <laughs> so how you been, man? You're doing good. Just busy with work, you know, working. And what, what do you do? Uh, I actually work for uh, Rydell, the football helmet company. Oh, cool. Um, so like we do, we do uh, from peewee football all the way up to the NFL. So like, Sometimes I get to work on, like, the Minnesota Vikings helmets, um, Seattle Seahawks, um, Browns were in, um, a lot of, a lot of the other teams, they send a couple helmets, and then we just repair them if they want a new helmet, we put it together, um, Peyton Manning was actually just there last year, uh, because he's, like, the founder of Rydell and stuff like that, oh, wow. so, it was cool that he was coming around, and, saying a bunch of stuff to everyone, taking pictures. It was cool. All right. Well, and it sounds like the, the Browns may actually have a reason to have working helmets this year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not a Browns fan, so... Awkward. Who's your team? Denver Broncos. Okay. All right. Oh. And then what exactly do you do at uh, Rydell? Um, so I, I work in repair, so get an order so say like the university of washington or whatever um sends all their helmets to us and it goes through the whole process from opening all the way to the final assembly line and um once it comes from the washroom it goes to us and we we flex the helmet and make sure there's no cracks all the liners and stuff like that are good and once that's good, we put it back on the rack, and that helmet's ready to go to be painted. So once it's painted, it gets all the snaps, cages, everything like that, decals, um, to be put on the helmet, and then sent back out to um, the university or whatever, whatever school. Oh, well, that's cool. Do you actually get to see the, the process all the way through, like everything from start to finish, like with the decals and everything? Yeah, so like online, look on like a Facebook or whatever it shows like a whole um, 
sequence of where it starts and where where it ends is actually really cool. Um, I don't know if you know USA Football. Nope. Um, they they do a lot of stuff with us. Um, every year they send out like 300 helmets um, to be re- reconditioned, and um, they uh, recondition stuff um, with the decals and everything like that. And it actually shows online the whole process from broken down from opening all the way down to the shipping area where it gets shipped out. So if you guys want to look at it, it's really cool. Yeah, we'll most certainly have to check that out. Do you have any uh, helmets? How many helmets do you own? I actually have one. It's sitting right right by my bed. It's a Denver Bronco. This is like a limited edition. Uh, this one was called the Chrome Edition. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> do, do you, does that fit your head? <laughs> no, it doesn't. It fits on the dog's head. <laughs> <laughs> be a hell of a Halloween costume. So, let's talk about Whirly Ball. What's your story? <laughs> oh, you're wearing a Seattle National shirt too. That's right. Yeah, bravo. <laughs> Who knew they were selling those off of eBay? I had no idea. Yeah, that's pretty cool, man. So, yeah, tell us about how you got involved. Uh, yeah, let's just start with that. So, I started back in 2011, 2011, 2010. And I was a sub, pretty much. It was Dave Fry, the guy that has the little knob on his oh, okay. steering wheel. That, that's who you guys are thinking of. Yes, yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, Jeff Coyle, um, he passed away a couple years ago. Um, it was this guy Jim. It was my uncle Tony, and it was Brad. So that team, um, I filled in when no one was there, and I was pretty much strictly offense. So I started from offense. I knew offense before I knew defense. Um, so. Anthony and Chili started to play back then. They went to, I think their first one that I knew about was Atlanta 2013, and I think they played at C. Mm-hmm. And then Brad's team played D that year with Junior and all of them. Um, and I helped them practice a little bit, um, but I personally started to get into it. Um, 2016, I think. Okay, so when you when you say that when you like you mentioned 2011, are you talking about like leagues back at your center? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like leagues. We started back in leagues. There was they kind of did their stuff on Monday nights, like national leagues, but I really didn't know what nationals was at the time. So they were just doing. I thought it, they were just fucking around and doing a scrimmage game. <laughs> yeah. Can you uh, can you just quickly go over how do leagues work uh, in Bedford? Like what a rundown real quick about what days and the, the so, amount of people. We normally do Monday nights, and Monday nights we start at six, and it can range till 
I want to say 10 maybe at 11 at the latest. Um, just depends if we want to do like a national game at the end. Um, but we start at 6 and we kind of switched it um, to what you guys are doing to the um, lower division on one court and the upper division on the other court. Um, so like we'll have A and B play on court two and have C play on court one. Uh, and I think we do, think we do 10 minute halves um, and we pay, I think it's 11 bucks every Monday, which isn't bad. I mean, Rick, Rick gives us the opportunity to rep the money off, which is nice. So we don't have to pay every single week. So we appreciate that, and we appreciate him letting us use the center whenever we want. So yeah, that's awesome. Are you getting paid to say that? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> and then, as far as the people who are playing on Mondays, is it all? It's not. I can't imagine it's all people who are interested in nationals because you guys don't have like a. You don't ever really have a ton of people who participate or particularly travel. It usually yeah, that's that's the thing. Like when it's in Cleveland, we try to get the most people that we can to come out and coach them and be like, "Hey, you guys have a really good opportunity of at least going so far in this tournament or whatever." But no one is really serious about it, um, unless like it's us that have played for so many years um like we try to get new people in to nationals but they're just not feeling that competitive nature so it, it's really hard for us as a center to get new people around and have them stick and be able to work with them and all this other stuff because no one really wants to put the time and effort is this something in the water, or why is that? Hmm. I it, it's the time maybe, or maybe we're just assholes. Yeah. Well, we do say "fuck Cleveland" a lot yeah. on the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> we don't either. <laughs> so, for the most part, are your league nights just the same people, pretty much? Over the past two years, but nothing really major has changed. It's just the same old shit, I and mean, it's pretty much us A players running the whole team, and the other people are just sitting there. Do you guys have a league coordinator, like somebody who runs everything, or not really? Rick mostly does all the scheduling and stuff like that, and handles all the league fees and stuff like that. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, we were just talking about earlier, like, well, if there's anything that, you know, we can do or any of the other centers can do to, you know, throw out ideas about how you could possibly get your leagues to grow or, you know, garner more interest in nationals, you know, we most certainly would be willing to, you know, throw some ideas out there, you know. I guess it just somebody... 
just looking from the outside in, it would seem that somebody besides Rick would just need to take on that role and step up, you know, like a Brad Elke or Ben Hanna or Matthew Ice or uh, Brad Reading or, or somebody, you know, who's able to just bring people in and say and promote the hell out of it, you know, and talk it up and be like, yeah, this is really something that you should, you know, really consider, you know, you get to be part of an awesome family community and just really promote the hell out of the, you know, the competitive side of the game. Yeah, it, it's hard here to do that because we don't, like, our, like, like, like you said, our center is so small and we've tried to expand and it, people just come and go and they just don't want to stick to that, to like leak and stuff like that. Oh, you just wait. Our our center is probably the smallest out of all of them. <laughs> I think you meant the the community of players is small. Though. Oh, the, okay. the lead community is small. My bad. Yeah. My bad. Um, yeah, we have uh, uh, you know, like Steve saying, we've noticed a a bit of a pattern in um, uh, Seattle. I, I think Michigan might say the same thing. Um, where you know, when we have a dedicated lead coordinator, that is basically full time job, it is is to promote leagues. It uh, has improved that situation. But every center's got unique challenges, so it may not. Stop being dicks to the new people. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a big deal. Yeah. I think, uh, <laughs> I think I, I've heard a number... Of, <laughs> I've heard a number of stories of, like, Brad Reading having to uh, provide a safe space for people to grow in Texas while, uh, <laughs> while some of the, the, the older players uh, who don't necessarily tolerate mistakes... Uh, as well, um, uh, drive out some of the new people. And so there's been some dedicated effort there, too. That's why they call them the Reading Rainbow. Uh, it's that... probably also the pun. It's mostly, <laughs> it's mostly that his last name is Reading. Whatever. <laughs> it's just something you started, sir. <laughs> I'm going with it. <laughs> so, Mark, uh, I, think, I believe you had a question. Yeah, so we've been on this this witch hunt of finding out uh, if Kid Rock had a whirlyball center under his house, and you actually are the one that comes through with information, the answer to that. Yeah, so this lady that um, works at Rydell, she's a manager, and her and Kid Rock are actually third cousins. So <laughs> from what she has known, that it is true that I don't know if he still has it, but I know he had some sort of worldly ball, like half court, in his house, like on the side, underneath his garage or whatever. So, from what I know, he has some sort of half court. Nice. Man. We're going to have to try and see if we can get him on the show. You know? <laughs> <laughs> hook, hook, you us, have a... hook us up with the, the third cousin. <laughs> I'm going to try to. I'm going to try to. <laughs> No, that would, I, I mean, quite honestly, it's cool to talk with people within, you know, the community itself, but to get, you know, somebody in the outside who isn't involved on a regular basis, but who knows the game, that would be really cool. So if there's a way that I can finagle somebody to give us, you know, 15 to 30 minutes of their time, I'm going to do everything I can, because as you know, Steve is there to do <laughs> everything he can for everyone. To make national players happy. Yes. By the way, the lists are coming big, so get in. Your... Yeah, get your nut. Yeah, there'll be a, a number system. You know, you pull a little tab, and 
<laughs> Get your orders in for Steve. <laughs> uh, no, that's that's cool. We'll, we'll definitely have to see if we can follow up on that and might have to start actually following him on other social medias and be like, "Hey, do this podcast." Yeah, <laughs> just, just start spamming him on Twitter and be like, "Unfollow, follow, unfollow." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, uh, when we started a niche uh, podcast about a niche sport, people were telling me that I might be a little crazy, uh, that we won't grow to something big. And here we are, literally <laughs> talking to Jarrett, who works with the third cousin of Kid Rock. This is pretty cool. We're going places. <laughs> we are. We've made it, boys. <laughs> For anyone else out there who happens to have a cousin connection <laughs> of anyone who may have even heard of the sport. If anyone even knows who their third cousin is, only celebrity third cousins know that they're a third cousin because they just want to point <laughs> yeah, out. Right. So, Jared, maybe you can, uh, you know, come up with a, a whirly ball helmet that you can bring to the oh. next nationals and. Well, I actually talked to Jeremy about this, like, so, like, there's a thing called a hydro-dipped helmet, so, like, oh, yeah, you dip it into, like, a, like, a dye or whatever, and you put, like, a design on it, and I was thinking of having, like, you know how, like, a whirly ball, like, some people have, like, whirly balls cross on Mm -hmm. some shirts and stuff like that, I was gonna have the scoops and then the ball in the center, and it's just all around it. And it say Cleveland Nationals. I was actually going to do it for the 2017 Nationals. But I couldn't get the design through to the company in time. So that kind of fell through. Um, it was going to say Nationals. And then on the back, it was going to say Worldly Ball. It was, it was going to be really cool. And I'm sad it didn't fall through. But I actually talked to Jeremy and... I was going to get him a Michigan Wolverine for the Michigan uh, helmet. And on the other half, it'd be a Whirly Ball logo. Oh, that'd be cool. That's awesome. You know, if with a hydro dip bath, we could uh, uh, you could put Whirly Balls in there and actually have, like, commemorative national Whirly Ball designs. Yeah, I mean, if I can get the design to it, yeah. I can try to work on something. And or maybe we can uh, provide... We can provide them with the What in the World podcast logo, and we can get out a helmet with that on there. That'd be, that'd be cool. They're like, what's this helmet for? Our, our Whirly Ball podcast? <laughs> Which has to do with a helmet? No. no. Heck, I mean, that would be cool if we ever did, like, some serious, like, you know, video production, recording. We could have that on the desk, you know, next to us, or, it's you just, know. It's just really cool that uh, to, to celebrate, you know, how... How diverse, how diverse World Ball Nation is, right? That Jared's got the ability to do this. That uh, uh, it's just kind of neat. I can cut you a steak. So, Jared, what is? Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. That's all I got. That actually sounds really good right now. It's a beautiful day out here, Jared. It's pretty warm. Yeah, it's 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 the sun is out. No. What do you, is it? Raining or snowing or what? Snowing. What? Fuck Cleveland. <laughs> Wow. That is insane. It's about 75 degrees and sunny, not a cloud in the sky here. Yeah. We're not bragging or anything. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so we got to get back to your 
story of volleyball as well. We stopped right when he was going to nationals, I think. Yeah, so for your first nationals, sir. Yeah, so my first nationals was 2017. Here that was a day. longer break in between. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. So I'm going to kind of backtrack. I was, I was supposed to go to 2016 in Hearst, and I was supposed to play on that Michigan team. Clint wanted me to go. But I didn't want to go because I didn't want to lose my first opportunity in D to play with people I didn't know rather than to play with people who I know that I can try and win with going in blind. Yeah. So that's the only reason why I turned down that opportunity in 2016. And then the boys in C actually won that year and they brought it home. At five in the morning or whatever it was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was crazy. Once I heard that, I was like, how the hell are you guys functioning? Yeah. I, I tried to stay as long as I could, but, I mean, yeah, I, I lasted till about one, maybe two, and then I was like, I'm done. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> but, so, t- 2016, no. 2017, that was in Cleveland, your first Nationals. You played with your guys' D team. Uh, remind everyone how you guys did. I think you guys won, right? Yeah, we yep. won that year. We played against the other Cleveland team, which was Sully and a couple other guys from mm. leagues. Right on. And then did you play C as well? Yeah, I, yeah, I also played C as well with Brad, Sully, Sean, and Eric. Gotcha. Yeah, that was a that was a good year. A lot of double dipping. Yeah, there there certainly was. <laughs> there was some, even even some triple dipping. That's right. That was the year of the triple dip. <laughs> the old triple dip. Then Hannah and Jordan uh, Huffman. Yes. It was a pretty good year for Seattle, I think. Although right? not officially a triple dip since Unlimited is not a league. Oh, right. it, oh yeah, it's not a division. <laughs> it's not a division. It's not a division. Unlimited's not a division. Mm. We got definitive opinions about that. And uh, are you coming up to Seattle, sir? Um, oh, no. We've got a situation here in Cleveland. Um, you always I, have a situation. <laughs> true. I'm gonna, I, I don't want to divulge into it right now. Uh, maybe later. Um, but I'm going to try to... Off the record. Yeah, keep it off the record. <laughs> keep on the set. Um, but I'm trying to get out there. Um, I've never been to Seattle. I want to try to get out there and check out the center, check out different places out there. What, but the, what, what, what's the percentage? Where are you, where are you looking at? Are you going to have any? Right now, right now I'm about 75% gold. All right. Okay. Are you, I mean, is it looking like you'll at least, you know, the probability is you're going to have at least one team coming out for one division or? We, we for sure know we're going to have a B team out there. Okay, good. Nice. Yeah. I need to kick your ass. And so does Noah. <laughs> it's probably not going to be. It's probably going to be the strongest B team that we have out there, um, and that's not including me on it. Uh, we're trying to get a C team out there, um, but things are kind of falling through. So I might be looking to sway a different way. Ooh. So have okay. to look out for that. Looking for free agency, huh? <laughs> Yeah, he, Michigan, you know, maybe maybe he'll slide on a Michigan team. Yeah, I mean, I've been I've been talking to 
DB, I don't want to mention his name, but no. <laughs> I've been talking to him, we've been cooking up something real nice. And that's so, that's one thing I love actually is it doesn't happen, it seems to happen regularly, but not a lot. People from other centers playing on other teams. And I think, and you know, it kind of is. I don't know how to describe it. It's just really cool to, you know, it's like you were saying, that free agency type mentality. It's, it's every Miami team. <laughs> I'm taking my talent to Michigan. <laughs> they, they had a better offer on the table for you? Yep. Fuck Cleveland. <laughs> no, it's funny because I, for many years, I always talk with Anthony about playing on a team with him because I just... I think I've mentioned it before. I love his game, uh, the way he approaches it, and the way he plays. And him and I just always seem to be on the same page when it comes to playing. So it's it's a dream of mine. So maybe one day uh, he'll play for Team Seattle, or maybe I'll play for Team Cleveland at one point. Who knows? But uh, rather, it's actually like talking to Anthony. Like his his game knowledge of the game is so more in depth than what you think because every single play he's thinking of where to go and where everyone else should be and how to break it down so like if you have three in and one outside he's trying to in his mind he's trying to go for that three on two instead of working for that screen yeah for sure i mean it's like i always tell everyone it's not just looking for the shot, but actually creating it. And that's, in my opinion, the step up from D and C up to B and A. Once you reach that B and A level, then it's like, okay, not just looking for the shot, but we're setting picks, you know, or we're setting screens for people, you know, or just not waiting for the opportunity. We're looking to, you know, create it. So, um, yeah, definitely Anthony is... Uh, one of the uh, better Whirly Ball IQs out there that I've uh, played with. And, and speaking of Anthony and just people in general, uh, what, what is your uh, dream team, Jared? If you could have five people on your team from past, present, or future players, although I don't know how future you know. Future. <laughs> oh, no. I, well, i got to go back and change my team because I would pick four future players. Oh. <laughs> Robo Jared. So, I personally have you only have three, so okay. I have a C team, I have a B team, and I have an A team. Oh, good. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought you meant so, three people. Yeah, I thought yeah, you meant... Yeah. My, my three other people were better than five. <laughs> Four and five. Four. All right. I kind of broke it down on how I kind of want to play and how my play style is. So this is my first team, and this is my C team. It'd be me, Paul Drew from Michigan... Tanner, Matthew Ice, and Gus, or Ooh. Tyler. Ooh. One or the other. Okay. Gotcha. Nice. Pretty good team. I accept. <laughs> and then you... My... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, B team would be me, uh, Doc from Texas, Bolte, David Bernard, and Austin. Okay, that's only four because one of those names I didn't hear. Doc. Dave I mean, Bernard. 
Right. It's a bad David Bernard joke. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. They can't all be winners. Yeah, it, it, it flew over every episode, so... Um, yeah. Gorgeous day outside. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and your A-team. Uh, my A-team would be me, Jeremy, Sam, Brad Pena, and Austin Carter. And what and what would you do on the team? <laughs> I would honestly just play the fourth man. Okay. I uh I let Sam, Jeremy, and Brad run that offense and let me sit back. I can't help but notice that there were no Seattle players on the team. I think every other center represented. <laughs> yeah, even yes. even Chicago was represented. Yeah. Man. I was I was torn because I changed it from my C team because I, I normally I originally had you Steve in yes. there instead of Matthew Ice. Once you moved up to B from what the other podcasts were saying, I kind of moved you out and I, I didn't know where you were floating at. It's uh, it's all right, man. It's all right. I just uh, oh, I'll go home and cry, you know, when we're done. And no. It's good. No, I, uh, you, no, those are really good teams, really good players. Um, do we want to know why he picked those individuals, or should we just leave it at that? Or do you, do you want to divulge why you picked those individuals real quick? Or, um, yeah, I mean, I picked Tall Drew because he, he plays with that anger, like you said, it's just the angriness when he swaths the shit out of someone. He just, he just sends it back. And then he also dislocates his arm when he... <laughs> yeah, that was a nasty sight. Yeah. Oof. But it was fun. Uh, <laughs> I picked uh, Tanner because I, I like the way he plays and mm-hmm. he's just another streaky shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, I picked Doc from my B team because I, I, I need someone to lock down that defense. That I know I don't have to come back and help. I can just leave him one on one with someone, and I know he's just gonna shut them down. Um, Bolty, I picked. I I just recently played with Bolty last year on the money tournament team. Um, I didn't know of Bolty. I didn't know who he was, but man, that dude can cherry pick the hell out of someone. Yeah. Did you watch any of the footage from Invitational. uh, the Invitational? Yeah, I actually caught a lot of the footage. Um, that team was kind of unfair. <laughs> <laughs> Just a tiny Not going to say anything, but it was a little unfair. But still, congratulations to them. <laughs> yeah, no, it was definitely a challenge to play those guys, but they they did really, really well. So kudos to them once again. And then, uh, yeah, go ahead and continue. Uh, you said you left off on Doc. Bolte. Bolte. Yeah, Doc and Bolte. And then David and Austin, they're just really good shooters. And now, when you say I, Austin, or what you're talking Austin about? Austin Willis. Okay, Willis, okay. Because there is Austin yeah. Carter. Who's on his A-team. Oh, okay. He, he could be double-dipping. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Never know. Yeah. Mike Wall's a B uh, player. Yeah. <laughs> and then... I kind of started out watching them, and they Sam's just been like the goat to me. Like he's just 
He's just unstoppable. The first time I saw was Atlanta, twenty thirteen, when he played in Unlimited and stuff like that. He just he was just making everything. I I just I was like, holy shit! I need to do what this guy's doing, and I'll be right there with him. Well, there you have it. Sam Kim is the goat of whirly ball. I don't think anyone would be upset with that decision. <laughs> <laughs> but Jer- nope. Jeremy's like literally right there with Sam. Oh yeah, no, we have to worry about Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, Jeremy. Yeah, he's, he's, he's the, the one, one we were thinking about. Yeah. yeah. No one else would change their mind about yeah. that. Yeah. Huh. And what about Matthew Ice? Oh yeah, you didn't mention Matthew Ice for your C team. Um. Other than you chose him over me, since I'm up in B now. You're like a C plus, okay. C minus. <laughs> He's okay. Oh, you just like feel sorry for him, so you gave him a roster spot. Yeah, I kind of like talking shit about him. I just kind of threw him in there. I'll just put him on my wings and carry him. Oh, that's classic. Awesome. Uh, we love you, Matthew. <laughs> And now, who is your whirly ball rival? Do you have any rivals? People you look forward to playing uh, against? Yeah, it was pretty much Tyler. Jumante uh, mm. from Michigan. He really doesn't play anymore. I don't know where he's been. Um, he got scared of you. Always, he's always been talking shit to me when I'm on the court. He'll always bait, uh, bait me into shooting and... He's been my rival. So hopefully he comes back. You scared him off. Yeah, I, think, uh, I don't think about that. <laughs> <laughs> I think Gus was telling us he was showing up to a couple of practices, and he may he may be coming back. We'll yeah. see. We can hope. We can, we can hope. hope. And so somebody had uh, reached out to us and wanted to ask us uh, us to ask rather some uh, new line of questioning. So what is your Favorite whirly ball moment, either on or off the court? Um, probably on the court would be winning my first Nationals in 2017. And then my favorite off the court was last year when Chris from Texas was drunk and he told Jeremy he was playing like a bitch. <laughs> what, Chris, Chris who? Chris Boldy? No. Oh, Chris uh, Mears? That's... No. Short little Chris Flores or something like that. Oh. oh. Uh, Poppy? Poppy. Yeah. yeah. And then was that, that was off the court just like after a game or just were you guys out of eating yeah, at a restaurant or? It was during, I think it was there, I don't know if it was unlimited or it was A, but it was on court two, I think, and we were all in that party area in Atlanta, and he was like, man, Jeremy, you stop, stop playing like a bitch. And really, after he said that, Jeremy, Jeremy made at least almost every single shot. He <laughs> so in your opinion, was he playing like a little bitch? <laughs> <laughs> I was like... <laughs> no, not really. Sounds I like respect the... Jeremy. <laughs> because <laughs> cause if playing like a little bitch like means like hitting everything you shoot up, then... No. I want to be a little bitch. I want to be a little bitch. <laughs> Congratulations, Steve. I hereby declare. Yes! You're a little bitch. My, my game's going to get so much better. I'm excited. Mm. 
And then, out of the players, who's better, you or your brother? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and for those of you who don't know, his brother is Brad Dobies. We've had this discussion multiple times, and I personally think I'm better all around game. He has a, he has better vision than me, but my shooting is way better than him because he literally has to get out of his seat to try to block me. So like he's he's like a good foot. <laughs> Well, you you have how many inches on him of height? You're you're one of the taller players in Whirly Ball. How how yeah, tall are you? I'm six four. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd be sitting that tall as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd, I'd I'd need at least a foot to even try and and, and score over you. So what's it like playing with your brother? Uh, uh, did you start playing in leagues with him? Yeah, um, it's hard sometimes uh, playing with him because he yells and. It's it's not really that like because we we'll butt heads like we'll we'll be like the whole lot of brothers just back and forth. You did this wrong. You did this wrong. Blah, blah, blah. And but sometimes it's good because we know each other's tendencies mm-hmm. because we played with each other for so long. Um. And he, he's a, he's just another option for me to rely on offense and defense because I know he can stay back and play defense when I can go shoot or we can just tag team offense. So I like playing with Brad sometimes. <laughs> See, some people would say he's angry, but I just think he's a man of passion on the court. Sometimes. <laughs> he gets angry at himself because he fuck he Don't take this personal, Brad, but you fucking up sometimes. But during our practices or whatever, it's always the two brothers on one team, two brothers on the other team. Yeah. It's never it's never together. It's just something about the when have the four together. have the four of you played together? Yes, we have. We've actually we've actually talked about this multiple times. And if if it was me, Brad, Anthony, Chili, and Sully, no one could honestly stop. All four of us on offense. Who's the fifth that they could stop? <laughs> Sully. <laughs> I, was gonna, I was like, is he going to say it? Is he going to say it? All Sully has to do is block the shit out of people. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to worry about offense. <laughs> <laughs> That's the offense. It's kind of surprising to put Billy O on there. So what's it's going to be a problem. So what's your uh, interpretation of old school versus new school? 
So like, old school is they they kind of worked for the lackadaisical screenshots, like the last minute, like set up a screen and stuff like that. Like the new school is more like a running gun and working working towards stuff and actually breaking the day, breaking the defenders down into like three on two, two on ones. Dropping elbows. Mm. Yeah. Dropping elbows. Sounds pretty intense, ain't no? Uh, it does. I, I, I think it's interesting because I think, uh, you know, listen back, uh, harken back to some of uh, the old timers that we've interviewed who said the back in the day, the old methods, you know, when Burley Ball first started, they described it as a run and gun. And then, you know, the evolutions as you learn to play defense have, have changed it kind of back and forth. Yeah, we've uh, steered away from the, the party style, the party mode over yeah. the years. And then do you see yourself playing this game long-term, Jared? Are you going to try and win most, uh, multiple nationals? Uh, what do you see yourself, you know, are you going to try and get on the Hall of Fame? Or what do you want to do with this? Have an A-team in Cleveland? Well, yeah, we, we kind of want to get an A-team in Cleveland so we can actually represent and go somewhere. I personally would like to be on the Hall of Fame, but as long as I can play this game competitively, and stay healthy, that's all I really care about, so. Do you think we should interpret helmets into the game? <laughs> yes, I actually love the idea of um, what you guys were talking about, the mic'd up. <laughs> when you can hear someone on Oh, the, the Bluetooth? Uh... Yeah, that shit would be awesome. <laughs> what about my beautiful Ariani idea? <laughs> I honestly don't know who that is. Oh, <laughs> you... You Google her after you're done with this, sir. You will not be disappointed. Or maybe you will. I don't know what your taste is, uh, you know. But. If her first name is The Beautiful, then it's probably going to be okay. <laughs> Well, his idea of beauty may be completely different from, uh, you know, the rest of societies. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't like the name Ariani. Yeah. Could be a, a turnoff. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, with... Everything in the we've been talking about with the rules and stuff. Uh, how do you how do you see the rules fitting in going forward? Uh, I we're we're kind of really we don't get a lot of updates on the rules, so I don't know what's good right now or what's available. This is what I'm talking uh, about. Yeah, <laughs> that's what. So Noah had alluded to the fact that. And I agreed with him that everybody is not on the same page as far as the rules go. But I think the Players Association is definitely trying to make it, you know, trying to improve that situation. And, and is it uh, uh, Anthony and Chile? Who are the reps from, from Cleveland? Chile. Chile. Chile is yeah. the representative yeah, on the Players Association. I mean, he's relayed some stuff back, but nothing like major like rule changes that we've heard about. Um, well, I think it's yeah. kind of what you were saying last time, Noah. The best idea is, yeah, you can notify, or, you know, update your players back at your centers, you know, months in advance. That's great. But for a lot of people, you know, it goes in one ear and out the other as time goes on. So if we can somehow, you know, implement, you know, a standardized system where every year at a certain point, 
prior to the tournament, we have a meeting with everybody or the bulk of people who are going to be refing, at least oh, captains. Oh, and the referees. And the referees yeah. just sit down and say, all right, these are the changes. This is what's the same. These are the points of emphasis. It'd be good to have points of emphasis, what we want to, what we actually want to enforce. Can you imagine what this game would be like if we strictly called uh, goaltending or uh, extension? It would be a different game. It'd be like 24 to 73, red team, extension, <laughs> extension, extension. <laughs> I never extend. You also don't hit the backboard. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I have nothing for that. I mean, it happens. I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody throws up a vote every now and then. <laughs> and then, uh, what's your uh, bar pitch to people, and how many times do you brag about being a national champion? So, we, we have the old-style softball jackets, which are really nice. I can just throw it on and stuff like that. So, every time I wear it out for whatever... I, they asked me, what the fuck is rolly ball? I'm like, okay, let me break it down. And if that don't work, I show them a video. But I first tell them, so pretty much take basketball and the cross and then put a bumper car in it. And you get to drink beer on the side, get drunk, and hit, the, hit your worst person or someone you hate as hard as you can. <laughs> They're like, fuck yeah, I'm in. <laughs> See, that's why we weren't on any of his teams because he hates us the most. Yeah. He wants to yeah. get drunk and hit us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be watching you in Seattle. No, you. I think you'll definitely have a great time in Seattle, Jared. Uh, if you come up, I think you'll like our cars. Uh, they remind me a lot of your guys's yeah. as far as uh, you know, being reactive. You know, not getting caught on bumpers too much and. Um, our, both our courts are the same size, which may be weird for you. And there's also no net. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the net kind of really doesn't play a factor when you play there so much. You're yeah. kind of used to it. Um, but it's kind of useful when you're doing two-on-ones because you can bounce it off the net and it goes to the other person. Mm. Well, and I would say that the net is a little bit more advantageous as being able to determine whether or not somebody had hit the ceiling or not. Because if you see the net move... I don't know. I mean, uh, uh, it was very clear that like when Anthony was refing, he was dialed in and could see it very clearly. Uh, but sometimes it was really subtle. Like It wasn't that there was clear motion. To me, for Anthony, it was clear. Um and he had pretty good judgment about it. It was just, uh, I think one of the other things that caught me about it was, you know, uh, uh, following up, uh, you know, after Hurst, where Hurst is super high ceilings, um, where lob passes and crazy full-court shots become a lot more easy because you have that height to work with. Um, yeah, the, the, the net just made it, made it low. So have you just been to the two centers then? Uh, your center... And then the Michigan Center, Jarrett? Yeah, also Atlanta. Atlanta. Oh, Atlanta, sure. excuse me. And do you have a favorite out of those three? Um, probably Atlanta. Yeah. Right on. Is that just the cars, or did you really like the bar? Or? 
Or what was cars? The cars. The cars kind of turn on the dime. Yeah. And Michigan. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we won't get into that. Michigan people. <laughs> yes, the uh, uh, Atlanta didn't have the brain cars, did they? But they they felt like them. They, they no, they like did. They yeah, they they, they upgraded. Oh, they don't have the clutch yeah. anymore. Yeah. They, uh, I wasn't there. Yeah. Oh you, yeah, the last time you were there, they had the clutches. Yeah. Oh. You know, back in 2013. I don't know if you heard about those times. <laughs> well, you don't. You don't have a jacket to. Yeah, I do. Oh, you do. I just don't wear it. Oh, that's. I guess that's why I didn't think you had one. You never. They, wear it. It's they're they're the really dorky pullover like softball like windbreaker ones. I, it was the worst. Mm. So, yeah, you just never wear it. it at least you, you've won. Yeah. 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 I'm still uh, chasing that dream. I'm the only winner on this this podcast of us. <laughs> well, with, and well be, I mean, besides, as host. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, host. As a host, I'm a winner. That's right. <laughs> as a host, we are losers. And then what do, you, what do you like to do outside of Whirly Ball, Jared? Do you have any other hobbies or any sports or anything you do? Um, I'm really big into basketball and football. And then are you a punter or a kickoff <laughs> returner on football, or what's your position? No, wide receiver. Six foot four, I never would have guessed. <laughs> Water boy. Back in uh, high school, I played basketball, and I was, I kind of switched off. I played center, and I also played shooting guard. You should have been a tight end. I, I was too skinny to be a what? No. I totally see you blocking some people out there, man. Nah, they would block me. <laughs> oh. Anything, Any, anything else, guys? We have for Jared? I mean, we we found out about it, the third cousin situation with Kid Rock. Yeah. Found out his favorite center, his dream teams, C through A. Found out he's better than his brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and right. uh, he's a free agent possibly going to Michigan trade rumors to perhaps. come later perhaps yeah well I'll be uh, following up with he who shall not be named as well because we typically have conversations throughout the year and see what he's able to divulge to me and uh, a couple of controversies uh, one that the old school can't hang uh, and they need to uh, evolve or die and uh, also Sam Kim's the goat <laughs> What's the controversy? <laughs> oh, you're right. Sam Kim is the goat. Um, all right. Well, Jared, we want to thank you for joining us. Uh, sorry it took so long. But hey, man. Work, work and everything like that. I, snow apocalypses and all that. A couple of time zones to contend with. Yeah, that's the time zones. Yeah, I think the a couple times when we were free, you had to be in bed. You didn't want to do a podcast at 11. What's that about? <laughs> All right, it'll slide this time. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right, Jared. Well, we definitely hope to see you in Seattle, which it sounds like there's a 75% chance. Uh, I want to thank everyone for listening to What in the World podcast. 
Uh, as usual, Mark, Hello. Noah, and hey. Steve, myself. Uh, make sure you like and subscribe, What in the World, on Facebook or whatever podcast uh, outlet you listen to. And you know, I'm realizing that wearing Rydell helmets while playing whirly ball might prevent some serious injuries. Yeah, uh, like letting the whirly ball sit <laughs> But then we may have to have like a face mask to go along with it. Yeah. yeah. All right, Jared. Well, thank you very much. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Bye. Thank you, guys. Love you. Love you.